0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, get it to I'm Jamie Easton. This is the Over the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back at a week that saw COP27 continue as G7 leaders focused on the war in Ukraine, Jeremy Hunt introduced a new wave of austerity and higher taxes, US Republicans win the House in the midterm elections, and Donald Trump declare his third presidential candidacy. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. As COP27 continued in Egypt, world leaders gathered in Indonesia for the G20 summit. Before the main event got underway, the US and China held their own talks. It was Joe Biden's first face-to-face meeting with Xi Jinping since becoming president, and it seemed to go well, with both sides keen to accentuate the positives and avoid any prospects of a new Cold War, although the US president did acknowledge their frosty relationship. As the leaders of uh, our two nations, we share responsibility, in my view to show that China and the United States can manage our differences and to find ways to work together on urgent global issues that require our mutual cooperation. It was Russia's invasion of Ukraine that was at the top of the G20 agenda. Notable by his absence was Russian President Vladimir Putin, who was represented by Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov. Day one of the summit was addressed by Ukrainian President Zelensky, who called for the war to be stopped, but not frozen, asking instead for Russian withdrawal from Ukrainian territory. Ukraine should not be offered to conclude compromises with its conscience, sovereignty, territory, and independence. And if Russia says it supposedly wants to end this war, let it prove it with actions. Apparently, one cannot trust Russia's word. Zelensky also tried to appeal to China's President Xi, speaking of Russia's crazy threats of nuclear weapons and pointedly, thanking the G19 for their support. As the meeting went on, Russia launched fresh cruise missile attacks on Ukraine's infrastructure and knocked out more power and water facilities. And Minister Lavrov sounded pretty unrepentant about it too. Yes, there is a war going on in Ukraine, a hybrid war that the West has unleashed, a war which the West has been preparing for for years. Starting from the moment, it supported the coming of government in a coup d'etat of clearly racist neo-Nazi forces. Things took a sharp turn on Tuesday evening, however, after a rogue missile hit a Polish village killing two people people with fears that the war in ukraine could spill across the border but global concerns eased as it emerged that it was likely a ukrainian anti-aircraft missile that went astray but nato secretary general jen stoltenberg said that moscow not Kyiv, was ultimately to blame our preliminary analysis suggests that the incident was likely caused by a ukrainian air defense missile but let me be clear. This is not Ukraine's fault. Meanwhile, Rishi Sunak has said the UK stands steadfastly behind its NATO ally, Poland. The Prime Minister, who was still in Belit, spoke at a press conference to pledge solidarity. There are teams on the ground uh, involving not just the Poles, but also the Ukrainians, Americans and others. I think all of us want to get to the bottom of what happened. And it's right that we let that process conclude. And Defence Secretary Ben Wallace explains why this happened in the first place. Uh, and the obvious point that, you know, missiles were flying around yesterday because... Russia was firing over 80 uh, missiles into Ukraine, hitting civilian uh, locations Uh, and, you know, that is because of Russia's direct aggression on that stage. Thursday saw Chancellor Jeremy Hunt take to the House of Commons floor to deliver the autumn statement, where he kicked things off with some cheering news from the Office for Budget Responsibility. They confirm that our actions today help inflation to fall sharply from the middle of next year. They also judge that the UK, like other countries, is now in recession. Onto the plans themselves, Jeremy announced an additional two-year freeze on income tax and national insurance thresholds, an increased windfall tax on major oil and gas producers, and confirmed that state pension and benefits payments will increase in line with inflation. He also established what's happening with the Energy Price Guarantee, which was introduced last month by former PM Liz Trust to help families cope with soaring energy costs. From April, we'll continue the energy price guarantee for a further 12 months at a higher level of £3,000 per year for the average household. Bertie wasn't done there. For the estimated 2 million workers who received the national living wage, he's revealed it's set to rise from its current £9.50 per hour for over 23s. So today, I'm accepting the recommendation of the Low Pay Commission to increase it next year by 9.7%, which represents an annual pay rise worth over £1,600. Monday saw the government strike a new deal with France To help stop migrants crossing the English Channel in small boats But it's going to cost us Under the new plan, the UK will pay France an extra £8 million a year To increase surveillance on French beaches While also allowing UK police officers to observe patrols within France the Home Secretary Suella Braveman, spoke about her plans to significantly reduce the number of people crossing the Channel and praised the new multi-dimensional approach. The Prime Minister has been absolutely clear. I've been absolutely clear that illegal migration uh, is totally unacceptable. Meanwhile, Foreign Secretary James Cleverly was on hand to explain the actual aim of the plan. Well, ultimately, what we want to see is these uh, uh, these, these crossings reduced completely. But we have to be we have to be realistic. Labour leader Sir Starmer wasn't impressed, pointing out that the government is still failing to actually process applications. This has been going on a very, very long time and the Home Secretary has said that the asylum system is broken. She's right about that. They broke it. So yes, this is a step in the right direction, but there's so much more that needs to be done. Incredibly, it's anti-bullying week, something that the Tory party might struggle to celebrate given their current ongoing scandal involving Deputy PM Dominic Raab. Raab, who's also Secretary of State for Justice, is now facing an inquiry into two claims of bullying against him. Labour's Angela Rayner used Prime Minister's question time to grill the Deputy PM and ask him if he's any intention of apologising. No ethics! No integrity and no mandate and still no ethics advisor. So when will they appoint an independent ethics advisor and drain the swamp? Dom says he only found out about the complaints on Wednesday morning and immediately asked PM Rishi Sunak to set up an independent inquiry. Downing Street's now looking for a very brave investigator to conduct a full external investigation. I'm confident I behaved professionally throughout, but of course I will engage thoroughly and look forward, Mr Speaker, may I say, look forward to transparency addressing any claims that have been made. Still to come on the standout seven, Nancy Pelosi puts down the gavel and it turns out the Avengers still have a group chat going. Right after this. Welcome back. Three. After a week of ballot counting, Thursday saw confirmation that the Republicans have taken control of the US House of Representatives in a narrow victory over the incumbent Democrats. With the Democrats retaining control of the Senate, a split Congress presents a challenge for President Joe Biden's administration, which will have to rely on some bipartisan support to advance legislation through the House. Republicans have already announced plans to start an investigation of what they call the Biden crime family. And after almost two decades in charge, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi confirms she'll be stepping down from her role as leader of the House Democrats when the new Congress begins. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. There may be a fuel crisis for some, but it's not stopping NASA shooting for the stars or the moon more specifically. After months of speculation and fear that the mission may be doomed, the $4 billion Artemis 1 rocket launched on a 25-day journey around the moon. The world's most powerful rocket took off from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida after NASA engineers recovered from two earlier attempts at liftoff. Shaun the Sheep and Snoopy will be replacing humans to make the voyage, with NASA confirming the cuddly mascots are on board the Artemis 1 as it launched. Seven. Six, five, four stage engine start. Three, two, one, boosters in ignition. And liftoff of Artemis I, we rise together back to the moon and beyond. Last week saw Captain America Chris Evans crowned People Magazine's official world sexiest man alive. It's a title that's previously been held by Idris Elba, The Rock and uh, Jude Law. Anyway, the former sexiest man and Thor God of Thunder Chris Hemsworth says the awarding of the title really blew up the Avengers group chat. We have an Avengers text shine and it very quickly was like, what are you doing with your hands back there? It was like... Oh, yeah. It was like Downey said he's being arrested. I said a <laughs> beautiful mugshot, And then Jeremy Renner said a series of things, which we won't repeat. Typical bloody Hawkeye. Throw him out the group. What's his power? Accuracy? <laughs> this has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your week. Written, produced and published by Daft Dog.